What's going on guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to another episode of Cabinet today for December the 6th of 2018. My name is Samuel Adams and welcome to today's show. For those that don't know what this show is, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I let you guys know what's going on in the industry that we all love, and tonight is a very special night. It is the Game Awards, which is pretty much the Oscars, or it could be better than the Oscars according to one specific developer, but that goes without saying. It's a very exciting time for those in the gaming community. Now, we're talking about Game of the Year. We're talking about a ton of other awards that are going out officially from Jeff Keighley and the team over there behind the scenes, which consists of a big panel of judges that are industry insiders, so they know what they are talking about. Now, overall, if you're trying to figure out what games to get for the holiday season, this is the show to watch. This lets you know what's good, what's bad, what's in between, all of that good stuff. And so, you can always watch it live over on twitch.tv slash thegameawards. And hopefully tomorrow, I'll have a reaction video up for you guys. I'm not going to be streaming the uh, the watch-along or anything along those lines this year. It's not really that kind. Of, there's so many people doing it. It's better just to enjoy the show and kind of break down in your own mind what's going on, in my personal opinion. Uh, of course, you can find a ton of other people doing that type of thing, but it's available on Mixer, on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook, tons of other platforms if you did want to check it out. Now, as for this show, this is clearly not the Game Awards. I don't have that kind of production money, but what this is, is as I said, a daily gaming news podcast. Thank you for being here if you are watching it, and if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams Live, welcome to the show. We have a big one for you guys today. Now, if you've been disgruntled about Fallout 76, you need to pay attention to the first story, at least in today's show, because customer names, addresses, and contact details have been leaked. And in general, anybody that put in a Bethesda support ticket should be concerned. Concerned, and they should definitely follow up and see if everything is okay, maybe change a couple of passwords or get a new credit card, something along those lines. Make those precautions, people, and take them. And then we have the Ubisoft post-apocalyptic Far Cry project that has, as I predicted, I am a god amongst them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it is called New Dawn, and we have some box art to show you guys as well. Phil Spencer says Xbox Game Pass will come to every device, which is pretty impressive. Rapper 2 Millie is suing Epic Games over a Fortnite dance emote. Quake Champions now has no loot boxes and is overhauling its in-game economy. And it's getting a battle pass. We'll talk about that more as well. EA is offering Battlefield 5 at 50% off for owners of previous games. Counter-Strike has a brand new BR mode. And on top of that, it's now free to play if you did want to get in on some CSGO. Black Ops 4 Battle Royale is going to be going very well on PC over the next few months. But on top of that, there's a brand new edition of the game that you can get for a pretty affordable price as compared to the fully-fledged version of the game. And we'll talk more about that. Telltale fans will be glad to hear that the Minecraft story mode for Netflix is out now. I know everybody's been waiting ravenously for that one. All of you, all of a sudden, Telltale fans, just saying, not throwing shade or anything, but I'm just saying. And on top of that, as I said, the Game Awards are going to be happening tonight, and we'll talk more about where you can watch those as well. And those are the topics for the day. So again, thank you guys for being here, and without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the news of the day. First off, Bethesda leaked Fallout 76 customer names, addresses, and contact details, and admitted it's all at Vault. Haha, <laughs> ha, 
puns. Just when you think it couldn't get any worse for Bethesda, it goes and leaks a load of personal user information to other customers. The data pro uh, protection excuse me, breach happened last night as customers filing support tickets with Bethesda began receiving support tickets from other people too, which included usernames, names, addresses, and other contact details. Screenshots posted to Twitter showed customers had somehow been given access to details usually confined to Bethesda's own internal customer support system, which was full of complaints about those damn Fallout 76 bags and how Bethesda is going to replace them. The majority of complaints were about Fallout 76, but customers writing in other issues also had their details exposed. On Reddit, someone with access to the system said they could see at the last four digits of another customer's credit card number. Bethesda has not yet said how this all happened, but has acknowledged the incident, apologized, and said it acted quickly to seal the breach. Quote, we experienced an error with our customer support website that allowed some customers to view support tickets submitted by a limited number of other customers during a brief exposure window, Bethesda said in a statement released via Twitter. Upon discovery, we immediately took down this website to fix the error. We are still investigating the incident and will provide additional updates as we learn more. During the incident, it appears that username, name, contact information, and proof of purchase information provided by a limited number of customers on their support ticket request may have been viewable by other customers accessing the customer support website for a limited time, but no full credit card numbers or passwords were disclosed. We plan to notify customers who may have been impacted. So again, ouch, big PR blunder there. Bethesda takes the privacy of our customers seriously, and we sincerely apologize for this situation. It's another slip-up in what has been a disastrous launch for Fallout 76. Bethesda has promised fixes on the way for the game itself, although it'll take more than a fresh patch to regain the trust of fans left burned by this latest debacle. But hey, if there's anything we've learned from Fallout 76 so far, it's that if your credit card gets hacked, they'll give you $5 worth of real in-game currency to make up for it. Ooh. Uh, however, Fallout 76 has, number one, had a very rough launch. Uh, when it comes to PR over there at Bethesda right now, I cannot imagine being on that team because, of course, Fallout 76 has not fulfilled the expectations of many fans around the world. On top of that, it has had numerous bugs uh, that have had to be addressed. On top of that, the Power Armor Edition was supposed to come with a canvas bag as advertised in the official ad, but didn't really happen. So now they're having to deal with that, and now you've got this giant security breach. It's a bad time to be working at Bethesda. Maybe, you know, we're moving on to greener pastures, but right now, really rough go of it. So again, for those that have started a support ticket with Bethesda over the course of the past 24 hours, make sure your data is okay and check your email so that Bethesda lets you know what exactly is going on. Never a good idea to, uh, to all of a sudden open up tons of information to random people. Never a good idea over there at Bethesda. So, that kind of sucks. However, Moving on to a follow-up story from yesterday, we talked about, as our headliner, there is a new Far Cry coming soon, and now we know exactly what that is, and we'll know more about it in just a couple of hours. Ubisoft's post-apocalyptic Far Cry project is called New Dawn. Ubisoft is working on something new, and we'll find out more at the Game Awards of what I hear at the very beginning, if I remember correctly. The Far Cry project teased yesterday is called New Dawn, and here is a look at the box art. And here it is, ladies and gents. This is exactly what we've got. Literally, this is the box art you see too. Uh, it looks to be African-American women with braids, one with a handgun, one with a saw blade and a bow. Uh, shooting at what appears to be one of the cultists from Far Cry 5 tied to the back of a taxi cab that is lodged in the ground. I, for audio listeners, you're just getting a really vivid image. On top of that, a church in the background, which is apparently a church from the original Far Cry 5. There you have it. That is, uh, wow. That's a something right there. So there's your box art for Far Cry New Dawn. 
It wouldn't be an Ubisoft game if it didn't leak early, right? The box art comes to us via the reliable Wario 64 and gives us a little look at what we assume are two protagonists, a ruined but regrowing Montana behind them, including a church from Far Cry 5 and a probable cult member tied to a car. So it's an expansion, but perhaps a standalone, as again, I called a complete game coming in 2019 or 2020. We don't know yet, but we'll find out more at the Game Awards unless something else leaks before showtime. And again, showtime is literally about an hour away, so you can't really leak too much else right now. But I still believe this is some kind of standalone expansion in the same way that we saw Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, because that was, of course, something that turned out to be a fantastic option uh, for those that did want to get a bit of a Far Cry experience, but didn't want the story of Far Cry 3. Um, Far Cry 5, of course, is a really good Far Cry game. I enjoyed the time that I spent with it, and I think that if they did do a standalone DLC expansion that did focus on maybe a post-apocalyptic Montana wasteland, that sounds very cool, and that's what I hope actually happens. Again, we'll hear more more tonight at the Game Awards, and I'll let you know everything that we know tomorrow on probably the beefiest episode of Caffeinate I have ever had to make. It's going to be insane what we cover tomorrow, but tons of news coming out over the course of the next 24 hours if you did want to keep up to date on what's happening with Far Cry New Dawn, and I'm sure that I'll be tweeting about it at some point because I love Far Cry. It's so good. The thing about Far Cry, allow me to go on a tangent real quick, is that it's the same thing every time. Ever since Far Cry 3, really, you have this whole thing about going around, getting up to the top of a radio tower, something along those lines, you know what I'm saying, a high point, scanning, getting that part of the map, and then you go and you pretty much, you know, eliminate enemies at bases and then unlock those bases for your faction to come in and take over. It's the same thing time and time again, some kind of protagonist where you have to take them down, you start feeling sorry for them, or you identify with them, or you think they're nuts in Voss's situation. Uh, a lot of various things like that, but essentially the same kind of idea. And I love that formula. I understand that it's very uncreative in some way. I understand that they need to innovate in some ways, maybe more than others. However, when it comes down to it, I still love it. That can't be denied. So we'll see more about Far Cry New Dawn at the Game Awards in just a couple of hours. However, if you have a device, apparently Xbox Game Pass is going to be on it, according to Phil Spencer. Any device. Okay then, Microsoft wants to put its Xbox Game Pass service on every platform. That's according to Xbox boss Phil Spencer, who discussed plans for the subscription scheme in front of attendees at San Francisco's Barclays Conference. GameSpot reports that Xbox exec mostly centered the conversation around how it might bring Game Pass to smartphones. When you think about reaching a customer with this content where their only compute device could be an Android phone, you think about what are all the ways that person pays for content today, Spencer said. So we need to make sure that we're world-class at free-to-play content, but we also look at subscription as a much lower barrier way for a customer to build a library of content. So we built Xbox Game Pass. It started on console, it will come to PC, and eventually it will come to every device. We use the flywheel that we have with customers on an Xbox to start the growth in Xbox Game Pass, but as somebody sitting back and taking a longer-term view of where our business is going, you should look at that as a business model that we think scales to billions of people, not hundreds of millions of people like retail does. The most obvious way Xbox can bring its Game Pass titles to mobile is through Project X Cloud, the streaming service announced earlier this year that goes into public testing in early 2019. The initial video demo showed Forza Horizon 4 running very smoothly on a smartphone, and the launch of an Xbox Game Pass app could provide access for mobile users. However, the most interesting implication is that Microsoft might seek to bring its Game Pass service to PlayStation and Nintendo services. Spencer's comments weren't limited to console, then PC, then mobile. He instead said every device. Hmm. 
Whether the rival platform holders will allow such a service on their consoles remains to be seen. It's most unlikely with Sony, given the firm's reluctance to even open its systems up to crossplay for popular multiplayer titles. But Microsoft has been working closely with Nintendo this year, even prompting their crossplay functionality in a joint marketing campaign. It's also worth noting Microsoft has already released content on rival consoles in the form of Minecraft, although this is, of course, a property that was already on multiple devices before Microsoft actually acquired it. But what you have here is the collaboration between these giant companies in the gaming space. And this would be a fantastic future thinking kind of way to go about conducting your business. When you think about games as a service, that's really where the future is beginning to go. That's why you see games themselves beginning to transition into that kind of setup. Uh, for instance, the Battle Pass system like we've seen uh, with Fortnite and with Quake Champions, which we'll talk about here in a moment, uh, has been doing very well in getting people to pay 10 to 15 bucks and then they get continuous flows of content until the next season or whatever comes along and they give you another 10 to 15 bucks. It's much better than having some kind of microtransaction riddled game. And so whenever you have that type of game as a service, the Xbox Game Pass model becomes more viable because people can play what they want and pay additional money for the DLC or the Adventure Pass or whatever it might be within the game. And we'll see what happens with that. But when it comes to the Xbox Game Pass on mobile platforms, uh, I don't know how control schemes would work. Maybe you could use a Bluetooth Xbox One controller or DualShock 4, maybe even, uh, to play your games. However, for those that might not have the money for a gaming console, for those that might not be passionate enough to have a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One or even a gaming PC, this could be a great way to kind of give them a foot in the door to play some of the hottest games that come out today. And it would be a very cool way to go ahead and experience those games, if I do say so myself. It could even put the Nintendo Switch and platforms like it under a little bit of heat to do even better than they already are right now, because if any mobile phone can essentially be a modern gaming console, of course, with specific limitations, but in, you know, practice could actually play the games, that's a big danger to a lot of people that are looking forward to playing some hot games. So, Xbox Game Pass supposed to come to every device. We'll see what actually happens. Now in the chat, Roy says, Game Awards hype, indeed, it is that night. And for those listening to the podcast later or the YouTube video later on, just remember, you can always watch live with us over on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams Live. Always a good time. Always a good time. However, in lawsuit news, rapper 2 Millie is suing Epic Games over Fortnite dance emote. That is right. A lawsuit is coming in, and I'm sure they've got the money to pay for it because of all that, you know, parent credit card money. Brooklyn rapper 2 Millie is suing Epic Games over its alleged misappropriation, use, and sale of his Millie Rock dance and its popular Fortnite Battle Royale game. The lawsuit was filed in a California district court on Wednesday. The Millie Rock was featured in 2014's music video of the same name. Epic added a similar dance emote called Swipe It during Fortnite's Season 5, and you can see both of the videos below. So as far as the Millie Rock 2, uh, I, I want to see this. Uh, I would love to be able to... Let's see, hold on. I'm trying to trying to find a, a quick little video of it. It seems to be... Wait, is this it? Uh, I, I think I missed it. Uh, okay, I see what we're saying. Swipe It, I mean... I can sort of see, I don't know about this one. I, I don't, this ain't it, Chief. This isn't the first time they say that Epic Games has blazingly misappropriated likeness of African American talent. Our client, Linwood Skip Hamilton, otherwise known as Two Millie, okay, is pursuing similar claims against Epic for use of his likeness in the popular Coltrane character in the Gears of War video game franchise, said David L. Hecht, partner at Pierce Bainbridge. 
Gears of War now. Okay, Epic cannot be allowed to continue to take what does not belong to it. Fortnite currently has over 200 million registered players and makes millions of dollars off of downloadable content like character skins and dance emotes, but Tumeli said he was never compensated excuse me, for the use of his Millie Rock dance. Quote, they never even asked for my permission, he said. I am thrilled to have David Hecht and his team at Pierce Bainbridge representing me to help right this wrong. Two Millie is not the first person to accuse Epic of stealing their moves. Scrubs actor Donald Fajan has expressed some sour grapes in the past over his developer's use of dance he created for Belle Biv DeVoe's song Poison. Dear Fortnite, I'm flattered, he said on Twitter in April. Though part of me thinks I should talk to a lawyer. And of course, his is the classic, classic dance that we all know and love. Chance the Rapper has also criticized Epic on Twitter, saying Fortnite should put the actual rap songs behind the dances that make so much money as emotes. Black creatives created and popularized these dances, but never monetized them. Imagine the money people are spending on these emotes being shared with the artists that made them. Epic Games is not the first dev to use the Millie Rock. It showed up in 2K Sports Basketball Sim NBA 2K18, according to Insider, which has a good breakdown on Epic's history of dance appropriation and the two Millie situation here. Insider spoke to an intellectual property lawyer who said copyright law does not protect individual dance steps or simple routines, but it does protect what's called choreographic work. The U.S. Copyright Office views individual steps the same way it would individual colors or words, she said. Variety contacted Epic Games about the lawsuit, but it declined to Comment. And so, as of right now, you have another lawsuit coming Epic Games' way. Now, I will say the dances that are used in Fortnite are needless to say based off of something you've seen in real life. That's the point: is that they slightly change these dances to where they do resemble things that have happened in the past, uh, but they are just different enough to where they can kind of dodge the law. That's what I've gathered so far. Now, since the popularization of Battle Royale as a Fortnite mode, uh, you've seen more care taken to make sure that these moves are a little bit different than what is actually being represented by real life. But some of them, such as the Scrubs dance that we all, the uh, the one where they do the thing and then they clap and all that, whatever it's called, I don't, I, I'm above the age of 10, I don't know what these things are called, uh, but... It's very clearly a copy of that dance, and so with this lawsuit, maybe they'll change, maybe this will start by conversation of actually getting the music into the game and maybe getting something like that going. Uh, but overall, mainly right here, you have another lawsuit coming Epic Games' way. We'll just see what happens here. Interesting story I thought to include in today's show. But... Quake Champions, speaking of a game that I think is better than Fortnite, is getting rid of loot boxes and overhauling its economy. Backpacks and chests are out, battle passes, on the other hand, are in. Free-to-play Fragmup Quake Champions is throwing its convoluted loot box economy in the bin, replacing it with a clear champion progression system and streamlined economy, along with introducing a Fortnite-style premium battle pass. At the moment, Quake Champions' reward system is just a bit of a mess. I agree with that. There are chests, backpacks, shards, runes, and definitely too much randomization. For the most part, that will be all gone with the December update. Quote, in our December update, we're going to completely change the economy, introduce a new way for players to level up, unlock super cool rewards just by playing the game and completing daily and weekly challenges, said community manager Andre Carlos in an update video. We're taking randomness out of rewards, in-game currency will be truly meaningful, and with new free reward system and exclusive premium rewards, you'll have more stuff to earn. 
Replacing this is a free and premium system that lets you focus on unlocking stuff for specific champions. By completing re uh, weekly rewards, you'll unlock shards and XP. Shards can be spent on skins, shaders, vanity items, and even new champions. XP, meanwhile, will level up your battle pass purchased for 1,000 platinum, which will in turn net you even more rewards. Like Fortnite, the battle pass will change as a new season starts, and the first season will last for three months. Even if you purchase a battle pass later in the season, you'll retroactively unlock all of the rewards up to and including your current level. It will feature 50 new items and 200 items in total. If you still have any old backpacks, runes, favored chest, and shards when the update arrives, they won't suddenly vanish. Chest and backpacks won't have an expiration date and you can open them at any time. And old shards will transform into chest and favor will transform into the last of the backpacks. Reliquaries? Sure, will still appear, but they guarantee a legendary and the duplicate rate will be almost zero which is a fantastic way to go about doing things as you do transition into a brand new in-game economy. So, first off, for those that have not played Quake Champions, really good free-to-play game. I was shocked. Uh, I believe that it's gone fully free-to-play now. I know that I got it whenever it was announced during a Bethesda showcase a couple of E3s ago, uh, but I did put probably about maybe 10 to 15 hours into it, and that's a fun little take on Quake overall. Hold on, sip of coffee. Uh, overall, for those that are wanting to get kind of a, um, a an arena shooter kind of vibe going on, again, this is a fantastic outlet for that kind of uh, for that kind of experience, and I would highly recommend it, especially with this new in-game currency and this new in-game economy, because this is quite frankly one of the fairest ways to go about doing microtransactions in a game that is a game as a service. And so I want to talk more about that here for just a moment. Essentially, looking at Fortnite. It's a very fair game. There is no weapon in any kind of box that you get via, you know, any kind of microtransaction or any kind of any kind of battle pass that allows you to be better than another player. That's the main key. You cannot have a competitive advantage because of something that you have unlocked necessarily, uh, especially if it is by buying battle pass tiers or whatever it might be. However, the battle pass also keeps people coming back and it does give you a limited number of unlocks and cosmetics, etc. as you do progress. So for 10 bucks, essentially, if you're going off of what Fortnite normally charges, uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck and Quake Champions is looking to emulate that. Now the question is, what is the value of their battle pass going to be? Is it stuff that you actually want? That's still yet to be seen, and again, somebody that's more into the game would be a better judge of that, because I can't really tell you if it's good or not. Uh, since I'm not a huge, avid player of the game, I'm more of a casual player from time to time when I don't want to play something else. Uh, but. It's good to see more games going towards this system. Of course, I've been talking about it all week, but Battlefield 5, really good game, number one. Also, there is no kind of season pass or anything. You pretty much just progress and unlock things, and I think that's the direction we're moving towards. Of course, Call of Duty for this edition still has a season pass, but that's beginning to fade as well. I think that in the next... I would say two to three years, you're going to see more and more of these big franchises abandon this uh, season pass DLC pack system and move more towards something of a battle pass with free updates. Because even if it's not free for the player, even if you are paying $10 every two months or so, you still get that $60 at the end of however long people have been playing the game and you retain your player base because these brand new updates that are free in the public eye keep people coming back because free just brings more people in. I mean, look at Ring of Elysium, a game that I've been playing non-stop over the past two weeks. If I had had to pay 30 or $40, nah, I'm not in that. But since it's free, of course.
people love free stuff. Uh, so if you did want to check out Quake Champions, again, totally worth digging into. And if you did want to get that battle pass, you might want to give it a shot, see if you like the game. But again, a pretty good investment for those that are wanting to get a little bit more incentive and reward for leveling up in a game. However, speaking of Battlefield 5, you can get it for 50% off if you did own previous games. EA is offering Battlefield players a great deal on the new Battlefield 5. Battlefield series veterans who played Battlefield 4 or Battlefield 1 are reporting getting a big 50% off discount on Battlefield 5. This brings the price down to just $30. That's pretty impressive. Players who jumped in Battlefield 1 this week were surprised to find a landing page telling them about the promotion. The offer is valid until December the 20th, according to the message. Though it does mention the Deluxe Edition specifically, players found that the offer also applies to the Standard Edition. There are reports of the same offer appearing on PS4, but we couldn't see it when we tried it ourselves, they say at VG247. There is also no word yet about PC, so we've asked EA for a clarification. Usually, EA offers appear first on Xbox One before making their way onto other platforms like we've seen before many times whenever Battlefield 1 and 4 expansions would go free. So, if you are looking to get Battlefield 5 as part of this deal, make sure you have Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 4 installed and launch either to get the offer. If you're not on Xbox One, hang tight until we verify other platforms and they will more than likely follow suit. So, this is great. Um, I got Battlefield 5 for 30 bucks. Of course, I told the story on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at PrettyChillGuy. It's very it's one of the best Twitter feeds you'll ever see. It's huge, giant. Uh, but I got it for 30 bucks from Target because it was half off last week. On top of that, I had two gift cards. So I essentially got the game for about $6. And that's just, oh, God, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, but the time that I've spent with it, it grows on you. When you first get into it, it's a little bit of a learning curve because the time to kill and time to death right now, uh, those are extremely low and high respectively uh, because you just get shot and you die. That's crazy. Of course, patches are going to come and balance is going to be implemented to where that does change as time goes on. Uh, but as the game stands right now, once you get the flow of it, once you get into the war stories and you experience these small little miniaturized big campaigns, uh, it's a really, really good entry in the franchise. So if you're looking for something for, you know, a Christmas gift or if you're looking for something to ask for for a holiday season you tend to celebrate, then by all means, or a holiday you tend to celebrate during the holiday season, there we go, then by all means, you know, give it a shot. See if you like it. Again, 30 bucks, pretty affordable, especially if you've already got Battlefield 4 or Battlefield 1. Now, self-promotion, shameless right here. I did post a video on YouTube a couple of days ago talking about my perspective on how Battlefield is shifting right now because a lot of people see this as a sequel. A lot of people are saying Battlefield 5 is the sequel to Battlefield 1. No, that's not how you look at it. It's Battlefield 4 being a modern Battlefield, Battlefield 1 being a World War 1, and Battlefield 5 being a World War 2. Next, more than likely going to be a Vietnam entry. I hope, either that or a futuristic entry, either way, you're getting a version of Battlefield in every iteration of a war that has been happening in modern times, and even perhaps in the future if 2142 is coming out. A video for another day. If you did want to get Battlefield 5, again, 30 bucks right now for owners of Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 4. Now, this is a controversial one right here, folks. Counter-Strike adds Battle Royale mode, and it goes free-to-play. That's right. Counter-Strike Global Offensive is now free-to-play. Hackers unite. 
It's a big day for Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Valve's tactical shooter mainstay has gone free-to-play, and it's added a BR mode called Danger Zone. The change to free-to-play is pretty straightforward. The base game is now entirely free, giving players instant access to all the game modes, matchmaking, and a limited set of item drops and weapon cases. However, there is also the option to spend $15 to attain Prime status, which drops you into a special matchmaking pool and makes you eligible for Prime-exclusive souvenir items, item drops, and weapon cases. As for Battle Royale, Counter-Strike's take on the mode and, uh, excuse me, Counter-Strike's take on the mode to end all modes is of a smaller scale than genres behemoths like Fortnite and PUBG, with player counts clocking in at 16 to 18 depending on whether you queue up solo or in a squad of two or three. No quads or squads in this one. Interesting right there. Guns will behave the same as they do in other CSGO modes, but you'll have to scramble to find weapons and cash, which you can use to buy more weapons and have them delivered to your position by drones. You'll also be able to earn money by completing special mini-missions like contracts and hostage rescues. In addition, you'll have to access to a tablet, which can be used to track deliveries as opponents' positions, or excuse me, deliveries and opponents' positions. So basically, Valve has made a Battle Royale mode out of ordering from Amazon during the holiday season. Haha, <laughs> Nathan Grayson, you do it again, you God amongst men. Uh, but for those that did want to check out uh, CSGO Battle Royale, best of luck to you because I won't be diving into this one. But interesting to see this is the future of Counter-Strike because CSGO is the foundation of a lot of YouTube channels and Twitch streams today. Uh, it's a big game, still a big game today, but it was huge a couple of years ago. And right now you see the evolution into a free-to-play model, which is obviously, as I said just moments ago, going to bring in more and more people because free gets people in the door. That's how you get people to come visit. Uh, for instance, if you look at McDonald's, after you finish a baseball game, if you come in in uniform, because the inner fat kid in me knows this, you get a free ice cream cone. And so that gets people in the door in the same way. Free to play gets people playing Counter-Strike Global Offensive again. And a Battle Royale mode is just crack in 2018. People love that kind of stuff. Uh, so I've heard a lot of people saying this is going to flop. I have heard a lot of people saying that it's it's just not what they want from CSGO. So we'll have to wait and see how it does shape up. Uh, but if you did want to try out CSGO and the new Battle Royale mode, it's free to play. What do you have to lose? You might as well go ahead and dive into it. If you did want to do that now in the chat because of the free ice cream cone roy says guess i should have played more sports i'm just saying you get the big bones you can play football boom free ice cream cone if you come in in uniform pro strats ladies and gents pro strats but moving on we have yet another edition coming out for black ops 4 of course there are multiple right now but this one instead of being more expensive is actually cheaper the black ops 4 battle edition has been announced for pc Black Ops 4 was met with critical success at launch, and now a new price point that should intrigue PC players looking to join in on the fun has been introduced. Activision released Black Ops 4 Battle Edition on December the 6th, a bundle that includes online multiplayer and Blackout, the game's Battle Royale mode, with an introductory price of $29.99, which will increase after the holiday season. Rob Sconfeld, Senior Vice President of Global Digital and Mobile Commerce at Activision, noted the increased support from the PC community and wanted to provide new players a more accessible way to hop into the fray. Quote, since launch, the response on Black Ops 4 from the PC community has been fantastic and the game has continued to drive strong engagement with players, Sconfeld said. The Black Ops 4 Battle Edition is a great way to bring even more new players into the game and allow them to jump into the incredibly fun multiplayer and Black Ops modes, which fans have loved so much since day one. 
The Battle Edition does not include the popular Zombies mode, instead sticking to the competitive modes to go along with the Battle Edition title. The Black Ops 4 Battle Edition will hold its limited price point until January the 6th of 2019, after which it will increase to $39.99 as a permanent price point. And this is a fantastic price point for what you are getting with this Battle Edition of the game. So again, to reiterate, only on PC via Battle.net, number one. Number two includes multiplayer and blackout only. So again, for 30 bucks right now, between now and January the 6th, you're getting essentially multiplayer and blackout for 15 bucks a piece, which is pretty solid right there. Now in the chat, oh no zombies, never mind, no deal for me. That's where you got to kind of figure out where you want to experience black ops. Where do you want to spend the majority of your time? For me, I don't like zombies. That's just not my thing. I used to play zombies back whenever we had the uh, the classic Kino maps and on top of that, the theaters and all of that good stuff. Uh, what was it? Five uh, in the original black ops. I loved what that kind of zombies did. Then, as things began to evolve and the machines became more uh, prominent in the gameplay and the Easter eggs became something that was, you know, well sought after, all that good stuff, uh, whenever it got more complex, I just kind of dropped out on it. However, I still love the multiplayer and I love Blackout. It's a fantastic experience all around. And so, as a PC player, if I was going to be buying this, this is probably the edition that I would get. And again, at $29.99 during the holiday season, a fantastic price point to get people in the door. It's a really good way to do things. Now, for those that still want all three modes, it's going to be 60 bucks. And again, each individual mode is 20 bucks at that point. And once that January the 6th date does roll around, this is going to be essentially, again, 20 bucks for each individual mode. But again, right now on PC only, if this does do well, I wouldn't be shocked to see this come to PS4 and Xbox One at some point in the future. But right now, Black Ops 4 is a fantastic experience, in my opinion. I love what they've done with it so far. And as somebody who plays primarily multiplayer on PS4, but then primarily Blackout on PC because I got the game for free with a motherboard. Uh, very impressive stuff, especially on PC, and especially considering that the PC community has rallied around this game after having uh, pretty much, I would say, around five years of Call of Duty drought. It's been crazy to see where they have gone. However, speaking of crazy to see where they've gone, Telltale's Oh, rip. Last, last, okay, there's a little bit of an accent there. Let's start over. Telltale's last completed project, Minecraft Story Mode for Netflix, is out right now. All five interactive episodes are streaming as of today. Netflix's Minecraft Story Mode, an interactive TV reworking of Telltale Games' episodic Minecraft adventure, is now available to stream in full. It marks the last Telltale project to be completed in-house prior to the studio's closure. When Telltale announced that it had laid off the vast majority of its staff earlier this year, it noted that a small group of 25 employees would be staying to fulfill the company's obligations to its board and partners. Netflix later confirmed that while its Stranger Things project with Telltale was dead, Minecraft Story Mode was still moving forward as planned at the studio. That work is evidently complete, and following the release of an initial batch of ep episodes this week, excuse me, the full five-episode run of Minecraft Story Mode is now available to Netflix subscribers. Netflix's version of Story Mode pairs the game's first season back somewhat, focusing on key cinematic sequences and more binary choices compared to the originals. If you have not yet experienced story mode, it's worth a look, even if you're only a passing interest in Minecraft. It's a warm, witty, and obviously family-friendly tale of everyday heroes battling against an ancient evil full of likable characters and rollicking adventure. Not bad at all, considering it's almost story-free source material. With Minecraft story mode now complete, that just leaves Telltale's final season of The Walking Dead to go, although remaining work on this project is now being handled by an external developer as we've been talking about for the better part of 2018. Massive redundant 
despondencies at Telltale left the season's future uncertain despite several episodes already having been released at this time. Since then, however, Skybound, founded by Robert Kirkman, the creator of the Walking Dead comic series, has stepped in to complete the game. Release dates for the two remaining episodes, which are being developed by at least some of the original team, are due soon. And so, we begin to see Telltale winding down as of right now. You see the final episodes of Minecraft Story Mode, and I'm sure we will see more about The Walking Dead wrapping up over the next few weeks. But as of right now, if you did want to stream that, it's up on Netflix as we speak. You can go do that as soon as you finish watching slash listening to this episode of the podcast. Speaking of stuff you can watch directly after this show, the Game Awards are tonight. And where can you watch them? Over on Twitch.tv slash The Game Awards, Mixer.com slash The Game Awards, I would assume Facebook.com slash The Game Awards, a ton of other outlets if you did want to check it out. The Game Awards kick off Thursday night in LA live from the Microsoft Theater at LA Live. We, they say at Variety, will be covering the show from the red carpet to the final trailer, but you can also watch along right here in 4K via YouTube.com slash The Game Awards, which starts as of right now in 52 minutes and 41 seconds. If you're not able to use the above YouTube stream, you can also follow along on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and just about anything else that streams the video tonight. The stream itself begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and in the meantime, you can read up on what is to be expected over there at Variety or many other sources as well. Uh, but, as I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not going to be actually streaming them live right here uh, because, quite frankly, I'm going to chill and enjoy them myself this year. There are so many outlets streaming them and watching alongside, the reactions of which are going to be plentiful, and mine will come later with a video uh, because I do just want to kind of hang out and enjoy them. I apologize to those that are disappointed in this, but still, just enjoy the show and see what there is to see because I'll be live tweeting during streaming and it would just distract me overall, so I'm literally going to take off my pants and lay on my bed, and I'm going to watch the Game Awards, like the big-ass nerd that I am. That's what I'm doing. Uh, but that wraps up today's show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cavanaugh. If you did, and this is your first time watching, again, welcome to the show. We do this five nights a week, Monday through Friday, on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams Live at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And again, I hope you guys enjoy the Game Awards, and I will talk more about those tomorrow on a YouTube video slash on the episode of Caffeinate because we're going to have a ton of content to break down and I would love to hear your thoughts on them in the comment section down below in the chat all of that good stuff in the discord server as well which is linked over on Twitch uh, but as for right now I'm going to go get ready to watch the game awards I will talk to you guys soon and peace